You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. We've had an interesting week. We're approaching four weeks now with the coronavirus outbreak, the sports shutdown. We had an interesting talk with uh, some of the Razorback players. We're going to get into some of that, some of the stuff we discussed. But other than that, it's just kind of isolation and quarantine and whatever. Too much of this. Let's get to it. Of course, before we get started, I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always watch us on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Throw us a thumbs up if you like the content. Also available on YouTube. Hit the notifications bell after you subscribe so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. And throw us a thumbs up if you like the content. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. And available also anywhere you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Also, hogsports.com is 50% off right now for your first year. Uh, That breaks down to... At 50% off, 15 cents a day, $1.03 a week, $4.48 a month, and it's billed $53.70 for the entire year. No promo code required. Uh, just go to hawgsports.com and sign up, and you can get the service now. And somebody got on to me the other day about promoting the website on this podcast. And to that person, I just want to say, we're going to promote our website. The reason that we do this podcast is to promote the website. This video takes about two, two and a half hours to produce everything from uploading and all the stuff that we add and probably makes about 13 to $15. The reason we do the show is to promote our website, which our members love, by the way, and I would recommend anybody to subscribe to the website. But uh, if you don't like the promotion part of this, then, I mean, the guy like really came, da- came at me like, we get it, man. I mean, don't watch the show. The reason I do the show is to promote the website. I enjoy doing the show, but... I have to make a living, man. (laughs) I mean, it's great to be able to cover sports, but if I'm going to do this, then I have to be able to make money doing it. So we're going to promote the website when we have a chance. So sign up for the 50% off deal. And if you don't like it, you don't have to watch. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way, that guy just kind of irked me for some reason. 50% 50% off is a great deal. So Arkansas picked up a commitment from Marco Avant out of Jonesboro. We've got a lot of content on Avant. Obviously, when anything happens like a commitment, we're going to blow out our coverage of it. So you can read a lot about uh, Gabe Brooks, who's our regional recruiting analyst for Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma. Uh, he's got a nice breakdown on what he thinks about Avant. Um, Danny West has got some information. We've got uh, information from his coach, of course, and, uh, and also um, – Uh, comments from uh, Marco himself who's the second commitment in the 2021 class looks like a nice get up I I spent a good bit of time watching video of him the other day uh, but looks like a guy who can really is strong against the run and um, as Gabe Brooks says in his evaluation there's not a whole lot of him you know in coverage and stuff so that may be an area he has to work out Uh, and on to linebackers Danny West has broken down the big red board for linebackers For those of you who tried out our free day the other day, uh, I believe that was last week, we had a free, all of our VIP content, you would have seen our big red board. The linebacker section has since been adjusted. Um, And there's a, there's some name, I mean, like we do warm, we do like if you're a commitment, you're a hog, you can do hot if you're high, warm, 
cold, all those different levels. And Danny has, in addition to Avant, he has three other linebackers listed as hot, and the arrow is pointing up on all of those guys. So uh, go to hogsports.com, and you can read up about where Arkansas stands with linebacker recruiting right now. And speaking of linebackers, Arkansas shifting to a 3-2-6 base defense. So that's the title of our show today. And there's a lot of mystery with this simply because we don't have spring ball. If we had spring football, we could break down like how this 3-2-6 is going to be structured. And it's not just that, you know, they're just going to run a 3-2-6, but that's the base defense. So that when they line up against 21 or probably 12 personnel, this is the defense that they would put out there. Although they're not going to see that a lot. And this is the defense that they're going to put out anyway. Uh, it's also referred to as the three down dime, um, three high safety, all these different things. But we're kind of having to piece things together. Right, we kind of have to piece things together based on what we know, because we're not able to see them out there. I mean, even from like what they're going to call the different positions, they're going to call some spots a jack, a rover, a nickel, um, a boundary corner, a boundary safety, a free safety, a cover safety, a down safety. I mean, there's all these different kinds of terminology that vary program to program. So, just kind of piecing it together how I think things will, will kind of go. And again, this is, this is, this is stuff that's going to change a lot. So basically you're going to have a, well, well, obviously you're going to have three down linemen. So let's start up front. So you're going to have three down linemen, uh, left end, right end, nose guard, the nose guard typically, and this all changes, but just for the very basics of it, let's say, you know, he's a zero technique. And then the defensive ends are going to line up tight as a four eye on the inside shoulder of the tackle. Okay. Now they could also line up where one guy lines up as a four eye and the other guy lines up as a five technique on the outside shoulder of the tackle, four eye on the backside. Um, or you could line up uh, in an oaky front where both guys are over the five, as a five technique. All kinds of different variation, variations you can do up there. But let's just say two four eyes and a nose. And then you have the, the Mike linebacker lined up. You know, actually the Will and the Mike are going to be pretty traditional roles. But the whole thing is designed based on what I can read up on it and, you know, what I've listened to you know, the last couple of years about this defense, it's basically you've got you're gonna you're gonna keep everything really strong down the pipe, okay? Because you've got these guys, you know, basically in tight, um, keeping keeping uh, uh, keeping blockers off the linebackers, and really just kind of flushing everything to the outside where it can be cleaned up by your safeties, nickels, whatever linebackers, uh, but really. Everything up the tight is going to everything up the middle is going to be tight because you've got these three defensive linemen, you know, kind of tied in. The two linebackers whose responsibilities are really, you know, it's kept pretty simple for them. They're not in charge of a whole big area in pass coverage, you know, just stuff right in their area over the middle, uh, and can really focus on playing the run. Okay, and then behind them you've got a middle safety, which is. Basically, and, you know, just saying they're not stunning or doing anything like that, this is a guy that can help and run support and kind of, you know, even like kind of shadow the middle linebacker and, you know, just kind of fill in where gaps are, you know, if there are stunts. Um, and as one video I saw, you know, he's kind of called the adjuster. You know, he, he, he's an adjuster. And this is one area where Jalen Catalan is working, which I like Catalan. Uh, one video I, set, I saw said basically you're taking the nickel and moving him behind – 
the middle linebacker in the middle of the defense. So this is a, a role I think would be uh, suited for Jalen Catalan. I think he fits there, and we had a good talk with Jalen on Friday. Uh, the nickel position, uh, and this, again, varies on who you talk to, but uh, one of the explanations I like, the guy described it as a guy that's you know kind of a rangier guy, maybe – not a defensive end, but kind of a long-bodied guy that can do a lot of different things. It made me kind of think of Malik Chavis. You know, I know that he was a redshirt last year and kind of in a backup role, but, you know, he was Arkansas's biggest defensive back at, you know, like 6'2 uh, in range, aside from maybe Cameron Curl. But uh, it kind of makes me think that he could be a guy that fits. You're basically going to have four safeties, you know, a nickel, free safety, strong safety, depending on whatever you call them, and middle safety. So I think that Chavis kind of fits there. Or maybe it's Jerry Jacobs, who I kind of penciled in as a strong safety. Joe Fouché is a free safety. Jalen Catalan is a middle safety. But, again, who knows what all they're going to do. You know, Iowa State's got some similar type of stuff that they do. Clemson has done similar type stuff as that. Uh, it's very popular in the Big 12. But you can also just, you know, sub out one of those safeties and bring in an edge guy like Matteo Soli, Zach Williams, Deshaun Stewart, who's in the incoming class, uh, and go to more of a, you know, a four-down lineman type of look or, you know, whatever you – three-four where the outside guy's lineman, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't even matter what you call it. And it almost doesn't even matter what you call this. I mean, you've got so many, like, hybrid types and, um, and stuff like this. It's just basically what you call it to fill out a depth chart or to say, you know, guys get out there, base defense. So, unfortunately, we're just kind of piecing it together, you know, just kind of based on the things that we're hearing. I know that's the explanation I'm giving is is not that good, but it's at the same time, we don't really know what all – I mean, we don't know what they're going to call these different positions and exactly how they're going to line up with it. So, But that's kind of what I have put together. I've got – Monteric Brown, Jarquez McClellan starting at the at the corners, Fouché at free safety, Jacobs at strong safety, Catalan at middle safety, Nickel Sam, Malik Chavis. That's kind of a projection pick. It could end up, who knows how it ends up. They may they put they could put Hayden Henry at the nickel safety and Deion Stewart, or excuse me, Deion Edwards at the nickel safety, or excuse me, the nickel Sam, whatever you want to call it. Bumper pull, Grant Morgan starting linebackers, Levi Draper, Hayden Henry, back up. That's kind of how I have it. Uh, on the defensive line, I've, I've just kind of projected, you know, you're going to have bigger defensive ends. There's not really a place for, you know, in this three-man front for a 235-pound end. You know, you need to have bigger, closer to defensive tackle types. And so Julius Coates at one end, Dorian Gerald at the other end, Jonathan Marshall inside at the nose. And then I've got Gregor, Eric Gregory and Isaiah Nichols, who's previously defensive tackle, listed at in. Xavier Kelly is the backup nose. And then also Torian Carter, Nick Fullwider is ends. Marcus Miller is a nose. Again, just piecing it together as we get more and more information. You know, it's based on largely on a brief explanation from Grant Morgan on kind of some of the things they're going to do and um, – Jalen Catalan, just on kind of the positions that he play. But, again, it's very incomplete. Their explanations were incomplete, you know. So, there's some good videos that you can uh, look up. MQ Quick Hits, Episode 12, The thir- the Three Down Dime on YouTube has a lot of good explanations. Uh, there's some stuff on Iowa State. Of course, here they call it a hybrid 3-3-5, you know. But it's got the three high safeties. Uh, but that there's some good breakdowns on their ty- on their defense from there. So, 
there's some stuff that you can look up to find out a little more information on that. And coming off of those, I should say, and by the way, before we go any further, I want to remind you, it's just going to be me and you today. So get your questions in. It's going to be a lot of interaction with just us. So go ahead and get your questions in uh, on what you want to talk about. And I'm taking anything. I mean, you can talk about football, basketball. You can ask me any kind of question that you want to ask me, and I'll and I'll try to answer it. We'll have a little bit of fun with today. But uh, Pete's got a story on, uh, I believe this this morning, just about Miles Slusher, and you know, will he be able to contribute early? You know, Slusher is a guy that arrived early and was able to go through the eight week winter training cycle. Might have been nine weeks, uh, but he was able to go through all of that. But obviously sent home now, not able to go through spring drills. So there's some positives to enrolling early, but it's not as many as you would initially have had. I mean, being able to find your way around classes, all that kind of stuff is good. But safeties playing early are dangerous. They're dangerous. They make mistakes. One just little false step, and a guy can go right past you, and boom, long touchdown. So freshman safeties are scary, but he has enrolled early. Not political. Donald Trump believes the NFL season should start on time. There was a lot made about this over the weekend. Um, I really hope that they have football this season. I don't know how it's going to come about. Again, from what I've read from experts, I'm not an expert, but from what experts have said and how they've broken this thing down, there are three different timelines. There's the, the vaccine, which is over a year away. Okay, and hopefully that'll be in place and, you know, that's going to change a lot. The uh, the plasma stuff, which there's a lot of roadblocks in that, but that's said to be a lot shorter timeline. Uh, but there's roadblocks with it, with having to test negative for COVID-19 after you've had it. There's uh, there's also the, I mean, and if you, you have to test for it, then that takes a test away. And then there's also, you know, being 28 days without any symptoms before you can donate the plasma. So there's that kind of thing with the antibodies that can help people. Um, and there's, uh, there's treatment, which is a lot shorter timeline. Uh, some of these medicines that they've talked about, the malaria medicine, you know, the stuff combining all this stuff with zinc, all this stuff. Again, I'm not an expert. Don't listen to me. I'm just saying what I've said uh, just in an effort to talk about can we get to football season. And if the treatments – because there's a big difference between this thing, you know, making people sick and it killing people, all right? That's a huge difference. If you get it sick and you know you're just going to get sick and, and not going to die – that changes everything. So that's where the treatment type of stuff comes into play. And hopefully something like that will be along uh, and we can play football. And again, I know that football is a back burner thing. There's people dying. 7,000 Americans have died. It's more today, I'm sure. And I know that that's what's most important. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. But sure would like to have football. Sure would like to have football on August 1st start fall camp. And who knows if it'll be like if there'll be fans in attendance or what, but I mean – not having football for a lot of schools, you're talking like 70%, maybe more of their income that funds every other sport that they have. I mean, Hunter Juracek has already said that 5 to 15%, and it's on Feinbaum, 5 to 15% of their income is wiped out with these spring sports not being there. Football, not having football, not just the University of Arkansas, not just impacting the other sports and all this stuff. But you're talking about millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars for everybody. And not just at the University of Arkansas. Hotels, restaurants, um, everybody. Everybody be impacted on this. I mean, everybody is getting impacted. Everybody's taking at least a haircut on this deal. And some are taking worse than that. Some are like me after this thing is over. Anyway, no spring football. Donald Trump believes the NFL season should start on time. I usually don't mention anything political ever. But I'm just mentioning that because it because there's been so much talk about whether or not we'll have football. Top schools in for Caden Salter. This is Arkansas, who we believe to be their top quarterback prospect. He's narrowed his list down to 11 schools. 11 schools. I saw a really cool graphic, by the way, with uh, – <laughs> with 11 Arkansas logos, 11 different Arkansas logos for him to use. But um, he has 11 schools. They're Auburn, Tennessee, Baylor, Michigan State, Kansas State, Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Utah, Ole Miss, and UCLA. Salter is the number four dual-threat quarterback prospect in the country, the number 89 prospect overall in the entire country, the number one quarterback in the state of Texas. So he's a big-time prospect. Big-time prospect. Some of the things that we've talked about, uh, we've got a story coming out. I don't know if Pete has run it yet, just on Grant Morgan, who got married recently, just him adjusting to married life. I'm sure they're around each other a lot. Grant says he – so Grant has access to – Grant has access to a gym. He's got a friend. They're going back and forth Fayetteville to Fort Smith. He's got a friend in Fort Smith who has a gym, and he and his wife go in and work out privately by themselves. Uh, Jalen Catalan has a similar situation, and I assume a lot of other players do, but a lot of players don't, and they've sent home different kinds of workouts and stuff like that. The way they're breaking down meetings with the players, they're going – last week anyway, they had two hours, so they would do group meetings. They do this Microsoft team thing, which, as Grant Morgan referred to it as, uh, Zoom on steroids, uh, where you can see the coach, they can see you, you can see the board, and and be able to go through all this stuff. Uh, but they only get they've only had thirty minutes a day. They've broken it down to thirty minute segments, four days a week. Last week, they've extended that to four hours. So now they could do one hour, and that's really I think largely beneficial. I mean, thirty minutes it takes you thirty minutes just to get going, you know. So give them an hour. I mean. Maybe you could use even more, but uh, I think an hour is probably enough just for this time because you can go over a lot of stuff, give them homework, go back and work on this in your own. And then the linebackers, for example, can get together. I think Grant said bumper pool on Friday, you know, just called all the linebackers up and they all had a group meeting by themselves without coaches. There's no limit on that. It's all voluntary stuff. So the linebackers can take ownership, the safeties and all that stuff can take ownership and do things on their own. 
and uh, and get ahead of this thing and and, and understanding the defense and uh, same deal with the offensive players doing the same exact thing. But this week they get four hours instead of two hours, but they're doing it in groups like that, safeties, wide receivers, that kind of stuff. Some other content we've had. Hawks staying on top of training. Danny had the big red board for linebackers. Uh, we've got an interesting story just about the Razorback uh, defensive players, Catalan and um, and Grant Morgan, just talking about how nice it is to have Barry Odom on their side for once, which Barry Odom went 4-0 and against Arkansas. A couple of blowouts, two close games. He went 4-0 and against Arkansas. Pete has an article I mentioned on Miles Slusher, whether he might contribute early. It's talking about a breakdown of the five key grad transfers. Again, this is all on hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-sports.com. Um, and uh, this is interesting. I did this article the other day uh, just on uh, this being the fourth defense. for If you're a fifth-year player at Arkansas, like Grant Morgan is, this is your fourth defense. So when he came to Arkansas, they had Rob Smith. Excuse me, my nose is itchy. Seasonal allergies popping up too. Um, but they had – Rob Smith running a 4-3 base defense when he got here. All right, the next year Rob Smith was fired, and the next year they promoted Paul Rhodes to defensive coordinator, and they switched to a 3-4 defense, kind of based on the personnel that they had. Didn't really make a difference at all. Uh, so then that staff was fired. Obviously, Brett Bielen was fired, and they brought in Chad Morris's staff, and they brought in John Chavis, who brought in a 4-3 base defense, which they mostly ran a 4-2-5. I mean, they barely ever ran a 4-3. So that was the defense the last two years, and now this year, Morgan's fifth year and any other fifth-year defender, uh, they are going to a 3-2-6. So been a lot of change. And Arkansas's defense last two years was absolutely horrendous. They were terrible the last two years. They were like, out of 130 teams, they were like 110, something like that both years. Not very good. We've got some articles coming up on Kellen Burley, Kellen Keelan Burl. That's how you say it, Keelan Burl, the freshman linebacker. Uh, Blaine Toll, uh, Darren Turner. Ask the Jalen Catalan, Mike Woods, and uh, and Grant Morgan, just kind of about the freshmen, how they're how they're adjusting their things. We'll have a feature story on Jalen Catalan also coming up, uh, just how things are working out during the off season. A lot of stuff like that. Danny's got an article on who could commit next, also that breaks down several players. Excuse me, really good, really good article. It's a VIP story. So we've we haven't slowed down content. I mean, in fact, in March we ran more content than we did the previous March. And we're on pace in April to do it again, despite not having spring football. So that's where things are. All right, everybody. Let's get to some questions now. We've gone about 23 minutes in. Got 173 people on here. That's a pretty good crowd for this relative to our recent crowds. Donnie Butt says, what's up, Trey? What's up, Donnie? Appreciate you joining us. Brandon Holly says, any update on Joe in the NBA draft? I mean, he's like the last guy who hasn't said something across the country. So, surely this week, sometime, we'll find out. Rob McCallie says, it's bitty time. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Lance Hamilton says, hello from Fort Sill. Rich Stagg says, hello from Apple Cali Valley. Apple Valley, California. Cody Ledbetter says, do you think our linebackers are going to be able to handle that switch to a 3-2-6 with only the three down linemen? Going to have to 
going to have some opening gaps. What's your take? Yeah, I think it simplifies things for the linebackers. They can focus on stopping the run and really just covering that small area, you know. I mean, a pretty small area. So I think it's, it, it just makes them more effective at stopping the run. And then you've got other guys, you know, you flush things outside. You've got some other guys that can clean up some things there. So right up the middle, I mean, that's you want to be strong up the middle. That's something that every coach that has come through Arkansas that I've covered has talked about is – you know, having having strength up the middle of your defense. And then once you get that down, you can do a lot of other things. So the way this defense is designed, it's, it's designed to do that. And it's also designed to really take away things that spread, de- spread offenses like to do. So, yeah, I mean, I think that this helps. And especially with at linebacker, you know, you've got some young linebackers that you're bringing in. But linebacker has generally been an under-recruited position, a thinner position. So – you don't need three linebackers out there. Most teams go to like a hybrid type of guy anyway, you know, a six-foot, 200-pound, 6'2", 210-pound type of hybrid safety linebacker type, which a guy that, you know, 10 years ago, that guy was like, where do we play him? You know, and now it's like everybody's got to have that guy on their team. So things change a lot. So, yeah, I think it will benefit the linebackers doing it this way. I'm all for change. I mean, whatever they've done in the past hasn't worked. Levi Sperry says, really, I imagine one of those safeties, basically a linebacker safety hybrid joker type. Yeah, the middle safety is going to be, as it's explained in one of the videos I've mentioned, an adjuster. And watching some video like from Iowa State, you could almost see the guy, the middle safety, just kind of shadowing the, the Mike linebacker. So the linebacker goes down, the safety's like right behind him. You know, so if he has to take on a blocker or something, then the safety's right there to clean it up. We don't know a whole lot about this defense in terms of how Arkansas wants to do things, but we're just kind of piecing it together right now. Hopefully we'll get some more interview opportunities and I can ask some more detailed questions. You know, we all like to know what, what these different spots are being called. You know, we hear everything from Joker, Jack, Razor, Bandit, Rover. I mean, just about everything. And the safeties are all kinds of different names. Boundary safety, down safety, strong safety, free safety, middle safety. Who knows what they're going to call. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the in this defense, like the nickel, and this is another video that I watched, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was another coach, you know, just kind of breaking it down. Um, he likes kind of a rangy type of player there, which made me think of Malik, Ch- Malik Chavis, who is – you know, 6'2", 200, you know, rangy corner last year. But I think he could fit there. Mike Cormier Cormier says, promote away. A reasonable person should understand why you do it. I appreciate that. Love all the content you provide to 103.7 The Buzz. Same reason I do 103.7 The Buzz, you know. Promote the website. I enjoy doing this show. I don't want anybody to think I don't enjoy doing this because I do. And I think people people enjoy it. But, yeah, I've got I've to promote the website. That's why we do it. It's, I mean, it's a free video. Austin Teed says, welcome back, bud. Appreciate you, Austin. Brandon Holly says, the reason you do the show is because it's awesome. Thank you, Arkansas. Will Arkansas ever find another running back like McFadden or Jones? Does Arkansas look at five-star studs of the running back or most likely four- and three-star running back? So they are, they are absolutely pursuing highly regarded running backs. The thing about a running back is – it's the easiest position to identify. For some reason, 
quarterback is very hard, obviously not for some reason. It's there's so many intangibles and it's, you know, so much of it's upstairs. So it's a hard position to evaluate. I've never been really good at evaluating safeties for some reason. Just like I just bomb at it. I suck at evaluating safeties. Running backs are easy. You can tell they can run or they can't. I love watching, you know, evaluating film on running backs, guys that like don't make a move or anything. They just they're just running and a defender tries to tackle them and the guy bounces off. We talked a little bit about that on the last show. But they absolutely recruit highly regarded running backs and most of the time it's the four or five star type of backs that pan out. Not always. Raleigh Williams ran for 1300 yards at Arkansas was a three-star back. But they got one on the team right now. I mean, Rakeem Boyd I think is an all-SEC type of candidate. I think one of the reasons he's coming back is not just to, to have a bunch of fun and go 2-10 and 10 again. You know, I think it's to come back, help this team get it turned around, and put up some really strong numbers. I was watching some of my old videos the other night, and I came across, you know, the walk and talk from Western Kentucky. And just the fact that Rakeem Boyd had three carries for 87 yards in the first half of that game is just so absurd. It just shows that you don't have any idea what you're doing or no concept of what's playing out on the field, and you're putting the hands and the, the ball in the hands of two inexperienced quarterbacks when you've got a back who's you know going to run at the end of the day eight times for 180 yards or something, 176 yards or something like that, and two touchdowns, only eight carries. So I'm interested to see what Traylon Smith brings to the table. He's a guy that's drawn a lot of praise from the offseason, a uh, smaller, quicker type of back, but – It'd be nice to have a little bit of balance. You can take Rakeem Boyd out and get another guy in who can, you know, hit a home run on 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 defenders. Said to have great balance. You got to have a guy that can cut at full speed, and Boyd can do that. But I think Traylon Smith really be able to do that. You don't want a guy that's like cutting and then having to gather themselves and start again. Terry Roy says Bryce Anderson and Chandler Rivers should take key recruits should be key recruits for Arkansas. They're both sophomore DBs from Beaumont. I see they offered Anderson, but not but Rivers is better. Okay, thanks, Terry. Austin Teed says we've had a lot of four star running backs not pan out since DMAC. I don't know, Austin. Who are they? I mean. Devois probably didn't have quite the career as a four-star back would have, obviously. You would expect them to go on and be an NFL discussion. But aside from him, I mean, think about it. So, D-Mac comes along. Who's after D-Mac? Who's the primary running back? He had Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams was a four-star, went to the NFL. Alex Collins was a four-star, went to the NFL. Raleigh Williams was a three-star who possibly, probably could have ended up at the NFL but hurt his neck, obviously. Um, let's see, who are the – somebody list the running backs that came along since Darren McFadden. I remember all of their their recruiting ranks. Felix Jones was a four-star running back. He panned out. Peyton Hillis was a four-star running back. Obviously made the Madden cover one year in the NFL. Had a good, really good Arkansas career. Who came in after DMAC? So that would have been 2005. Um, Mike Woods was a three-star. He had a 1,000-yard season. Or not Mike Woods, Mike uh, Michael Smith. He was a three-star back, and then after him, I believe it's when he was Michael was gone. When Jonathan William, I'm missing somebody. I guess yeah, I'm missing somebody after after the Michael Smith era. Michael Smith was just rarely there for two years, and really was hurt mostly his last year. But his junior year, he had a good season. Somebody list the running backs that have come along since Darren. 
and uh, I don't want to have to do it and just leave dead air here. Grant Toynton says Morgan and Henry should move to safety and Levi and pull as linebacker. Morgan, I don't know that I would move Morgan to a safety. I think Morgan sticks at linebacker. I think Henry sticks at linebacker. Although Henry, I could see possibly playing that nickel type of role. And then you could sub out the nickel and bring in, you know, an edge guy like Matteo Soli or Zach Williams. Austin T says, how's your website traffic doing, Trey? It's actually been really good. It's actually been really good. You know, I think part of that is more people are at home, more people are working at home, more people are looking for an outlet. But our traffic has been, I mean, our traffic this March compared to last March was higher. Okay. And we want to make sure that we, (laughs) Jeff Williamson says, Trey Biddy is a crook. So this might be the guy, Jeff Williamson, I believe is the guy that um, says that I, took money from him or something from the old website or wouldn't refund him. And I've emailed him and sent him direct messages probably like five or six times asking him, what's the problem? How can I resolve this issue? But all he does is get on here and and says this, Trey Biddy's a crook. I mean, I've literally, Jeff, I've asked you over and over again through direct messages, through emails, everything I can think of. How can I make this right? I don't even know what you're talking about. I have no, I have no idea, Jeff, what you're even talking about. I have no idea, but I have reached out to you five or six times to say, what's the problem? Where do you feel like you were? I don't know if you're talking about the time two years ago when I left rivals for 24 seven or what you're talking about because you won't respond. All you do is get on here and say, Trey Biddy's a crook. I mean, answer your damn email, answer your direct messages, literally five or six times I've reached out to you. But all you do is this, and I mean, come on. So anyway, back to what you're saying, Austin, the website traffic has been solid. It really has. And I think it's because people are looking for stuff to talk about. And we've really done a what I think is a great job of uh, trying to be creative. I mean, our content is up. We, had, we produced more content this March than we did last March. And we had spring football then. So we're really trying to make sure that we produce content, not only for our free users, but also really take care of our subscribers. Donnie Butt says, with all this going on, should I just block you? Jeff, I'll just delete you. But anyway, Jeff, if you want to reach out to me again through direct message, I'm happy to figure out what your problem is. With all this going on in the new coaches, do you think we are on equal footing with them, says Donnie Butts? With all this going on and all the new coaches, do you, with equal footing with who? Donnie, just rephrase that if you don't mind. DMAC was a five-star. Yes, he was. DMAC actually, this is an interesting story. So this was back in 2005 when I was with Rivals, and uh, we listed him as an athlete. And the reason I listed him as an athlete, first of all, he's playing quarterback in high school and thought it made a lot of sense. And Actually, it did make a lot of sense because when Darren was at Arkansas, he was playing quarterback in the Wildcat. He was playing running back. Uh, for a while, when Gus Malzahn first got there, they were splitting him out wide. This is before the Wildcat really took hold. They were splitting out at wide receiver. When he got to the NFL, he was splitting out, doing all kinds of different stuff. Also, with the Raiders, especially, I think about year 
three or four, he really started splitting out a lot. So athlete was actually probably a good spot for him to be listed at. But the reason I did that is because he was going to be listed as the number two athlete in the country or the number five running back. That's why I ended up doing that. Grant says, do you think Arkansas players get drafted come a few weeks? I think that Cameron Curl could get drafted, McTelvin Aguim, and uh, I think all of them could get drafted. I mean, it's possible. CJ, I think CJ's going to be hurt with some off-field stuff. Um, I haven't seen D- – I mean, all these guys really are going to be like on the last day. You know, Curl may be the first one that goes off the board. But everybody else – McTelvin has certainly helped himself with Senior Bowl and with – um, the NFL Combine, those have helped him. All those guys stand a chance of getting drafted, but it's all going to be probably like last day. Cameron Curl, probably the first guy. Who Curl, I thought, helped himself also at the Combine. Elvis Scott says, I really hate the NCAA. There's no reason that coaches should be as limited as they are when it comes to communicating with their players. It's just stupid. I mean, you're you're right in a lot of ways you are. I mean – you can't have spring football. It feels like they should have a little bit more time to interact with the players. But at the same time, you don't know are they going to make are they going to make up spring ball in some capacity? You know, summer arrives. Um, are they able to do more stuff then? So maybe they make up for it in that way. Who knows? It's just totally. It's hard to know. But right now, I mean, I would agree with you in the situation. Like living in the moment, it feels like they should have more access to the players. Danny Dugan agrees with Elvis. Roderick McCollum says, who would be our starters with the new 3-2-6 defense? I think I kind of went over that uh, a minute ago. I've got a breakdown also on hogsports.com where I, you know, in chart format, first, second, third team, just kind of how I, I would expect things to play out. Uh, what about the linebacker grad transfer from Oklahoma, says Kevin Venable. Um, Levi Draper, who is going to be in the two deep in some capacity, I would assume in this structure of defense, I would expect him to be somewhere in the two deep. And maybe, I don't know a whole lot about him. Maybe he's a guy that, that plays a nickel type of role. Maybe he could, maybe he's got the speed to do that kind of things. Roger McCollum says, how ta- talented is Burks and Knox? Uh, both those guys are very talented. I think Arkansas has got a pretty nice trio of starting wide receivers. And I think Burks is the biggest talent on the team from a ceiling standpoint. Yeah, he was 6'3", 231 at the last weigh-in. He weighed in at 6'3", 223 last year. I actually thought he might drop a little bit of weight. But, um, you know, he's a guy that I say don't mess with him too much. Just don't mess with him too much. Just let him be trailing Burks. But I've said before, you know, I think Burks is a guy that just kind of sees things a little bit differently than most people. I just feel like, you know, in a group of – you know, what you would consider all these guys, you know, whether Arkansas is a two-win-10 or two-and-ten team or not, you know, all these guys are talented athletes relative to other guys. Maybe, you know, in the SEC, who knows what you would say. But um, they're all Division One football players. They're athletes. Burks, to me, is just a little bit different type of guy. Knox is a guy that, you know, has physical gifts. His height and all of those things make him a real dangerous player, too. And so I think those are your two most talented wide receivers. I also, you know, say don't forget, and we had a story about Mike Woods too, don't forget about Mike Woods. But Burks to me, as Burks needs to touch the ball 15 times a game, whether it's punt return, kick return, uh, lining up, you know, possibly as a tight end because they are limited on numbers there to create some mismatches, lining up at wide receiver, lining up as a wildcat quarterback, lining up as a running back. 
Burks needs to touch the ball 15 times a game, in my opinion. Both of those guys, Burks and Knox, probably should see about 15, 18 targets a game combined in the passing game. Elvis Scott says, do you feel that we have quality enough talent in the secondary to be successful with six DBs on the field? I do think that they think that they have recruited well to uh, the secondary over the years. Uh, you know, like, okay, so for example, Jalen, like when, when Chad Morris arrived at Arkansas, they had one four-star defensive back on the roster. Okay, that was Monteric Brown. He was the only four-star on the roster. Since Morris has arrived, they've added, let's see, they've added, since Morris arrived and left, I should say, and, and since Sam Pittman has taken over, because you have to include Miles Slusher, who's a four-star, but they've added, see, they had Monteric Brown. Ladarius Bishop is a four-star on at least one service, but he's not a composite four-star, so let's keep it to composite four-stars. So Monteric Brown, Devin Bush, Miles Slusher, Greg Brooks Jr., Jalen Catalan, that's five. So they got five defensive backs now who are four-star recruits. They had one three years ago. So they've definitely recruited well at the position in terms of getting highly regarded guys. But, you know, if you got your two starting corners from last year, Jarquez McClellan and Monteric Brown, um, you know, I think Monteric is your best cornerback right now, but you've also got Devin Bush who's able to push, Ladarius Bishop who, who pushes. I think in this defense, just based on what we know so far, Greg Brooks Jr. probably makes a little bit more sense as a cornerback versus a nickel or a middle safety type. I think he makes more sense as a cornerback. But we'll see how it shakes out again. You know, they may have different ideas and different plans on how they want to do things. Um, but – those two guys at cornerback being pushed by some pretty good young players, especially Devin Bush. I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, Joe Fouché, who drew some criticism for not being physical last year, but you didn't know he had a shoulder injury, did you? You didn't know he played all last year with a, with a labor issue. So Joe Fouché, who I thought showed some promise as a freshman and did some good things early in the year last year. Jerry Jacobs coming in. Who knows? Jerry Jacobs could play corner, safety, nickel. Who knows where he ends up? Um, but he's a guy that's – I think they feel pretty good about him coming in and and, and possibly assuming a starting role. Uh, I mentioned Jalen Catalan, Malik Chavis, who I think has a lot of ability. And you've got some other guys, like I mentioned Greg Brooks, who knows where he fits in. Is he a nickel? Is he a safety? Is he a corner? You know, Miles Slusher. Miles Mason, who has contributed for him also. So, I think, I think it makes sense. You know, they brought in some good, you know, well-regarded young linebackers in this last class. Okay, and, you know, who knows where a guy like Jashad Stewart, is he an edge guy, is he a linebacker? Who knows where he stands, fits in uh, an edge or, I should say, an inside linebacker. But I think that they've more recently recruited better at defensive back, so I think it makes some sense to do that. Jim Fuel says, hello from Piggott. Hello, Jim. Isaac Riley says, this video has been the highlight of my day. I'm losing my mind. I know I started to open things up with like, you know, just like, how are you doing in the quarantine? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Like just talking to myself. But, yeah. And, by the way, like if there's a seven-year-old who runs in here in a minute, there's nothing I can do about it. Because I'm also working, trying to help teach, which my wife has really taken the reins in that, being a, a home teacher, doing all the things. It's I know it's a lot for all of us. 
fighting off the urge to have a beer at two o'clock. <laughs> I know everybody's with me. Uh, Timothy David Long says, thanks for all the great info, Trey. Really enjoy the show. Keep it up. Appreciate you. Bobby Murphy says, we pick Suey from CrossFit. Richard Johnson says, great job and service. Keep it up. Finding new things. Love it. Appreciate you, Richard. Jody Garcia says, hello from Monette, Missouri. Ken Maddox says, love the show and all the content on Hog Sports. Appreciate you, Danny and Pete. Danny and Pete done a great job, too. Ricky Monroe says, watching while at work at Walt Disney World. Thanks for the work you do, Trey. Appreciate you, Ricky. Maurice Norman says, Niles. Niles? Niall Davis. Niall Davis was a four-star recruit. Yes. Ronnie Wingo was a four-star. Ronnie didn't have a great Arkansas career. He did some good things, but he didn't have a great career. He actually went to the NFL and made a roster, though. Um, But Niall Davis was a four-star recruit who definitely, definitely stood out. Thank you. Appreciate that, Maurice. So, I mean, just bearing out, I mean, the guys we've talked about, Ronnie Wingo didn't have a great career at Arkansas, did make an NFL roster, was a four-star recruit. Um, Devwall Whaley was a four-star recruit. Didn't I mean, he had a career at Arkansas. He was, he was okay. Uh, didn't have a great career, never ran for 1,000 yards or anything like that. So there's two of them that you would say were, were good backs. I mean, if they were three-star recruits, you would say, yeah, those guys lived up. Maybe you would say Ronnie Wingo – Surpassed it a little bit since he made an NFL roster. But Nile Davis is a four-star. Jonathan Williams was a four-star. Alex Collins was a four-star. Um, Rakeem Boyd was a four. Uh, Rakeem Boyd was a three-star. Rakeem was a three-star, which I don't know why he was a three-star, but he was. Was He He might have been a four-star out of junior college, but a three-star in high school. I can't remember. Anyway, I think the majority of the four-star backs they brought in have worked out, though. A lot of people saying Nile Davis. How could I forget Nile? Maurice Norman says number seven. Maurice Norman says Nile Davis. Maurice Norman says Wingo. Ehrlich von Lichtenstein says Green. Broderick Green. Broderick Green was a four-star who went to USC and transferred to Arkansas. I guess he counts. Yeah, Broderick Green would count. He didn't really have a great career at Arkansas. He did some good things. He had his moments. I had Broderick listed uh, more in – I think we had Broderick listed as number seven player in Arkansas, which would have been more of a three-star range, but our national guys had him as a four-star. But he did some good things. He ran for a 99-yard run, which will be the longest ever unless they lengthen the field, unless they do something like Canadian League. That'll stand forever. Maurice Norman says Dennis Johnson. Dennis Johnson was a three-star back. I would say Dennis – exceeded what was expected out of him being a three-star back. DeAnthony Curtis was a four-star. DeAnthony didn't have a four-star type of career. No, that's another one. DeAnthony made it all the way through at Arkansas, moved wide receiver, but yeah. So DeAnthony Curtis, Broderick Green, Ronnie Wingo, Devwa Whaley, so that's a few guys who didn't have four-star NFL type of. So maybe it's about a split. You might be, you might be right. It might be a more of a 50-50 type of split. RB from Norman, Oklahoma. Who was the RB from Norman, Oklahoma? Must mention on his Q&A yesterday that both Jones and Joe were testing NBA waters. 
great. I missed that yesterday. We were, you know, I viewed Sundays, you know, we're going to spend some family time together. And I, I saw that he had the Q&A after the fact. So I missed that. But okay. I think that's smart on both of those guys, by the way. I mean, you might as well not sign with an agent and test the waters. The problem is, is there water? As I've said before. Maurice Norman says, forget dude, Dre. Yeah, I mean, the the Jeff Williamson guy, I mean, it's so puzzling. He pops in here on every every few videos and says, I'm a crook, and I've asked him repeatedly, hit him up on Facebook, everything I can think of, asked other people, who is this guy? How can I help him? And he never responds, which is weird. Embrace the grind, Trey, says Ray Stapler, trying to, brother. Timothy David Long says, didn't we have uh, David Johnson as a running back or something like that? David Johnson was a four-star recruit at uh, South Carolina who came in as a grad transfer at Arkansas for a year and was really Arkansas's best running back that year. Was really underutilized and actually ended up making, I believe Jacksonville Jaguars ended up making that roster. I think he was drafted in the seventh round, actually. So David Johnson was a four-star. I would say he panned out. I would say he just wasn't utilized enough. Wasn't utilized enough. He could have been a thousand yard back at Arkansas. Donnie buses with Ole Miss, Mizzou, et cetera, et cetera. Are you expecting to be a twenty twenty full football season? I just don't know, Bobby. I hope. I mean, I, I I hope every day that you know we get a handle on this thing, and first and foremost that it's safe for everybody and people stop dying. But yeah, secondarily, absolutely would hope to have a 2020 football season. Brandon Laughlin says, Laughlin, Laughlin says, do you think Ladarius Bishop will be in the starting lineup on defense this year? I think he'll probably play in a backup role. I mean, I think Monteric Brown, Jarquez McClellan, enter as your starters, and you got Devin Bush, who's probably the most likely to push those guys, and who knows about Greg Brooks if he's in there. But Ladarius, I think, will definitely play. I don't know about it if he'll be the starter, though. Do you think Crockett from Cersei will be offered by the U of A? Not sure. It might be something to ask Danny. Dennis Starkweather says, Mr. Trey Biddy. That's a Randy Rainwater phrase. William Wilson says, love you guys, everything Trey B, everything Razorback Sports. Appreciate you, William. Corey Barton says, honestly, they are doing a great job with what they have done. Arkansas isn't the hottest name right now. It's not. And for them to get to get what they have is great. I'm excited to see what Pittman can do this year. I really – I think they've done a great job hiring staff. I mean, $2 million coordinators, Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom. I mean, that's that's a really solid start right there. And then you look on the offensive side, Brad Davis, defensive side, Derek LeBlanc, two proven line coaches. That's where it starts right there. you got some guys that are younger that can recruit, but you've got a really good group of coaches, I think, in the kind of the similar age range that I am in their 40s. I think that's a good group. Experience, energy, all those kind of things kind of meshing together. And then you got some older guys, some younger guys. Pittman, who's got a lot of experience. Michael Kevin Matheny says it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Absolutely. You know, one of the sad things that's come out of all this stuff is like, you know, the musicians who, who have passed away, Joe Diffie, um, uh, who else is, has passed? Bill Withers. It, it wasn't coronavirus, but, you know, it was just like, you know, another kick in the pants. 
Nate Johnson says, Trey, you rock. Thanks for keeping us updated. Do you think the 2020 football season will be impacted by the pandemic? I mean, I think in some way it probably will be. I just don't know. I'm not an expert on it. Donald Trump seems very, <laughs> very optimistic about it. Uh, Anthony Fauci seems to pump right. I mean, I think the secret is, like, again, I've said, you know, based on the things that we've heard with treatments, vaccines a long way off, um, the uh, plasma stuff with people who've had COVID-19 have recovered from it. You know, there's some hurdles to get over through that, but it's a shorter deal than the vaccine. But, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that with the, you know, Basically, you know, you develop antibodies and you inject it and somebody else helps them fight off the disease. But the treatment stuff, I think, is what is going to get us to football season. If some of these treatments that they've talked about work out where this thing stops killing people and starts being more like a cold, then hopefully, hopefully we can get back to some normalcy, not just for football season, but people maybe reopening businesses. Because, I mean, in spite of what all they're doing with all these stimulus stuff, there's businesses are going to be rocked by this. We're going to lose some restaurants. We're going to lose a lot of other things. I mean, a lot is going to be impacted by this, obviously. All of you guys are feeling it right now, I know. I am too. Just trying to stay afloat, weather this storm. Hope that it doesn't impact too many people. Green had a 99-yard touchdown run. Yes, he did, Bobby Brown. Philip Patterson says Fred Talley. So Fred Talley would have been pre-Derry McFadden. He would have been – uh, he came in in the class of 99 with uh, Cedric Cobbs and actually ended up uh, with a second-team All-SEC honor one year. I think the year after he tore his ACL and came back in like six months before that was even a thing, before people were coming back that early. Matt Robertson said, I was told the first week of March that SEC and Sunbelt conferences were already considering an eight-game conference-only schedule beginning in October, and that was simply the hope then. Obviously, that might not happen if either of these things continue. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard that possibility, a possibility that you start without fans in the stands, which would obviously fulfill um, some benefits from, you know, having TV money. Uh, but there's that possibility. I've heard waiting until January to start the season. I've heard starting it sooner when things are calmed down in the summer. I don't know if that's practical, though. You I mean, you got to make sure your guys are in shape and, and understand, you know, you don't want to put them out there before they're ready. And people get injured when they're not in football shape. You need that camp. You need that month-long camp. Jay Frazier says, give a star rating to some of the assistant coaching hires based on their demand and talent. Yes, I agree with that. Got to love Scott Fountain's draw. Yeah, I agree. Barry Browles, five-star. Odom, high four-star. Davis and Fountain, four-star. Uh, the treatment and the antibody test will make a huge difference. These should really step up and start producing soon from an RN in the trenches. Appreciate everything you're doing, Michael. Kevin Matheny second. Appreciate all our healthcare workers, all our first responders, all those people that are on the front lines. I mean, and I mean, hell, beyond that, people like Mason Schott, our intern, you know, people stacking grocery store shelves. I mean, all of that stuff. These people are essential and should be applauded for what they're doing right now. And then certainly want everybody out there to know that we appreciate, appreciate what you're doing for us in this time of need. But, uh, you know, Michael, as far as the uh, the antibody stuff, the stuff that I heard, so Kaylee Hartung, again, who's not an expert, but a, person, a media person who had COVID-19 and has recovered since, you know, talked about some of the hurdles that she's overcome. And what she was saying is you have to take another test and test negative. Obviously, we know there's, you know, first getting the test, you know, and 
you know, that there's a limited number of tests. You want to take a test when other people need it, but you have to take it if you want to be a part of the uh, donating plasma. So you have to take the test or be, I think she said 28 days, maybe she said 21, 21 or 28 days, symptom free from having COVID-19 to qualify for it. So there are some hurdles to jump over uh, just to get it going, right? And I don't even know how many people you can, one person can help. I know taking plasma is a pretty involved process, but yeah, I mean, that's the middle one from what I understand. So vaccine, long way off, the plasma antibody stuff, about half as long, and then the treatment uh, a good bit shorter. The treatment, and, and when we say treatment, like, again, not an expert, just what the experts are saying, uh, pre-approved drugs, not new drugs introduced, pre-approved drugs for stuff, other stuff like malaria and stuff like that. Um, that we know aren't going to, you know, kill people, basically, I guess. Philip Mouton says, what do you think about our secondary for next year? Any improvements in the weight room? I think I pretty much went over that. Um, as far as weight room stuff, it's just impossible to know. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. I've wanted to talk to Jamil Walker. Um, is that the strength coach name? And Ed Ellis, yeah. I uh, wanted to talk to those guys. We haven't had an opportunity yet to talk about maybe some guys that have um, you know, made improvements in the weight room. Purdue big man Matt Harms is transferring big news for basketball, seven foot two. Wouldn't mind having a couple of seven foot plus guys that says Matthew Lowe. All right, everybody. <clears throat> I went way over what I thought I would go. 57 minutes, almost an hour. I want to remind everybody, please, Jeff Williamson, if you're listening, man, quit calling me a crook. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I've hit you up several times. I've hit you up so many times. Like over the last two years, tell me what the problem is. How can I help? Let me know. I want to get it straightened out. But all you do is pop on here and call me a crook. Um, plenty of ways to watch and listen again. Facebook Live, YouTube, throw us a thumbs up. Follow the page. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star review. Nobody has thrown a five-star review in the last several times that I've asked. Please throw us a five-star review. We want anybody to search for Arkansas Razorbacks to see hogsports.com. Uh, it really helps our algorithm when you interact, interact with the video. What else we got? Oh, yeah. Favorite part. 50% off right now. 50% off at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. No promo code required. Just sign up at 50% off and you will get the deal. Uh, just go to H-A-W-G sports.com. 50% off. Starting to circle around, lose my voice a little bit, forget what I'm talking about. I have gone 58 minutes straight without cutting away to another screen or introducing another guest, just talking, and I still have my voice. I knew it was going to be a challenge today. But I wanted to interact and get uh, get some questions answered. So appreciate everybody for listening. For listening, sign up at 50% off, hawgsports.com. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.